Welcome to Widowed Too Soon. This is Michelle Bader, and I'm sitting here with my friend and co-host, Mark. How are you doing, Mark? I am doing really well. How are you? I am pretty good. What's been new with you since our last recording? Well, we recorded a little while ago. So I know, before Thanksgiving. <laughs> before Thanksgiving, which is crazy. We Wait, had a you guest. had a birthday. You had a birthday. I had a birthday. Yeah, I turned, turned 42. Well, getting old. Yep. <laughs> oh, almost, man. Almost old enough to retire now. Um, <laughs> and uh, actually just took a trip to Tennessee. Um, nice. Beautiful state because I am considering moving there. Mm. So I kind of wanted to go get a lay of the land and see if I liked it in person as much as I do um, from what I see in pictures and read. Yeah. Um, and it was amazing. Very, uh, very different people there than mm. what I'm used to. Um it was beautiful. It was awesome. It was not taboo to say Merry Christmas uh, for, right. a ca- for a cashier to say Merry Christmas to me. Um, <laughs> you know, everywhere I went, there were churches and people saying, God bless you. And um, nice. it was really, really special and very, very uh, small town feels everywhere I went. And everybody was so friendly. And I expected people, um, well, not to dive into it too much, but I expected when people found out I was from California to not be um too welcoming and that was just couldn't have been further from the truth um it was it was really beautiful experience so um I'm still undecided um because it's a huge decision I don't really know a lot of people there um and uh you know it's scary to just up and leave I've lived in Southern California since I was five we moved Mm -hmm. here from upstate New York and um you know so this is all I've known and Mm -hmm. so it's a little scary to just like uproot and um, something I was sharing with you earlier is it's it's so different being widowed because when Lacey and I used to consider moving out of state, uh, it was a mistake that we could make together. <laughs> and, right, uh, exactly. It's just so much more on yeah. your shoulders mm-hmm. when you're doing it by yourself. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much been, you know, we're ready for Christmas. We, you know, got our tree up and all that stuff. And it's just been awesome. What's been what's been up with you? What have you been up to? Oh, lots of stuff getting ready for Christmas. I'm all done. It is nice. December 21st. Just want to put it out there. I got <laughs> all the presents. Something. Yes. I got everything done, ready to go. So I feel good about that. Um, so it's, you know, we haven't recorded since Thanksgiving. So talked about, you know, my friend coming to visit. Well, he is now officially my boyfriend and we are starting this new beautiful relationship. He, you know, everything went well, like the kids got along, Um, he brought his son, they got along, they got along with him, you know, so this was a a new experience for them and for me, and it went really, really well. And so I'm very, very happy. um, And I'm going to get to visit him right after Christmas. So that's a big thing that has been interesting with the kids. I mean, mostly supportive, um, a little bit of opposition and a little bit of like, oh, that's not going to work out. And, you know, my counselor says, because they're protecting their hearts because they have had great loss. Mm. And so it's like, they don't want to get attached in case it's not going to work out. So that's that makes something, sense. yeah, it really does. Um, so that's something huge, obviously that's happened in my life and, mm. um, I'm very, very excited about it. And I've done a lot of, with my TikTok recently, trying to help widows understand it's okay to date again. And you don't have to feel guilty about dating. Like that's my biggest thing. And I have people contacting me all the time, like asking me questions and how does this work? And, um, you know, it is a, a whole different thing. Something that's been, you know, we're probably gonna do an episode about this. That's been crazy for me is like, 
I can literally love two people at once. Like I have this whole relationship with Luke. Like I still love him. I can be in the zone thinking of him, looking at pictures and I'm not thinking about Joel. And then I can be like talking to Joel and in the zone with him and I'm not thinking about Luke. And it's like the craziest thing, how I can love two people at once. Um, so just a whole new um, journey in life that I'm starting to take. Um, yep, things are blowing up on TikTok, which is pretty fun. I actually am getting paid now. Woo. What? Yes. I yep. didn't know that. I've made more money from TikTok than this podcast. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not hard to do. I think you found more money on the street than you've made from this Yes, podcast. I actually get paid per view now. Okay, it's been half a month. I've made $52. What? <laughs> Dang, I yeah. need to start a TikTok. Right? But then you'd have to dance and sing, and that's not really... Well, it is. I mean, you're, you're feeling hey, like... if the money is good, I'll dance and sing. <laughs> you can lip sync really well to any song, so that's all you have to do. There you go. You can start making the big money like me. Like I'll probably make a hundred dollars in a month. That's so, amazing. Actually, yeah, that's right? really cool. It actually is cool. So once you get past 10,000, then you start getting paid 10,000 followers. So wow. you start getting, I'm at 11,700. And Dang. so does it I keep know, growing right? as you get more followers? Yes. Yes. It, well, yeah, it has something to do pay-per-view. So my videos, one of them, it's one of Joel and I, like we were doing karaoke night and we're like dancing and singing. I'm talking about God bringing back my joy has 1.2 million views. <laughs> So that one is oh my got a lot of wow. the money. From, yeah. So it's crazy. It's like, it's cool. I'm getting my message out. And then I'm also, you know, getting a little money. And then I got my first brand deal. Okay. With um, this place called ghost bed. It's like sheets. They sent me sheets that are $180. And I have a ghost bed mattress. That's crazy. No, you don't. Yeah. No okay. So crazy. So I have the sheets and I just put them on my bed and I have to review them. So they, they gave me the sheets for free. They were super expensive and then they'll pay me $50 for the video. So whatever, nice. I'm, sorry. I'm an influencer. So <laughs> I did that awesome. in quotes for those of you who can't see. So anyways, let's get to our episode. Thanks you guys for being patient. Today is a really special day. We have another guest. We love having guests it is so awesome to hear other people's stories. So this, uh, this woman reached out to me and was so willing to share her story. So I'm here to introduce Olga Maslov. I think I said it right. Maslov, Maslov, you were trying to explain it to us earlier. So Olga, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And we're just going to kind of, you know, have a conversation and just turn it over to you to share your story. So we'd love if you can share, you know, about yourself and your story. So go ahead. Thanks, Olga. Sure. <clears throat> Thank you. And I just want to say it's really neat what you guys are doing, reaching out and just building this ministry. I think it's really important because there are so many people that are out there, you know, mm -hmm. that can benefit you. here. So I think it's a blessing that you guys are doing that. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so Thank you. Mm -hmm. And um, I have been married to my husband, Tim, for this year was 20 year anniversary that we were supposed wow. to celebrate together. Uh, so 2001, we got married and we have eight kids. We had mm. five and then we adopted three more kids from Ukraine. So we have um, four teenagers and then four that are not teenagers. Wow. wow. Busy house. You have your yeah. hands full, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so we've just had a really, really full life. Uh, he has always been just um, a really outgoing, uh, just a person full of life who just loved God, loves people. And uh, he was just uh, one of those people that, you know, go-getter, um, always a visionary, always doing things, um, 
just wanting to do more things for God. Um, so it was a really, it was 20 years, but I feel like we have so many years. Mm -hmm. It just mm -hmm. felt like a really full life. Uh, mainly I feel like because of how much he's accomplished in his short life. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of people live much longer, but they don't accomplish as much. And, and so it's been a, it's been a ride for sure. It's been a blessing. Um, yeah, and so he was always into uh, ministry and uh, spreading the gospel, and um, that was one of the things that actually he was on his way to a missions trip um, to Ukraine. He did some ministry there, and that's where he was heading. Um, he was an assistant pastor at our church, at our local church here, and so um, 24th of February, he, was, um, he wanted me to come with him. But because we had just taken a couple trips uh, recently in February, we took the teenagers skiing and um, or snowboarding in Colorado. And then we did a trip in January with the younger kids. And so I told him, um, I'm going to stay behind. It's going to be better for me not to go so that we're not both gone. And so I suggested, why don't you take one of our teenagers with you? Um, you know, one of them actually kind of traveled often with him when I couldn't go. Um, and so he always called him his traveling buddy. Hmm. and so he had just turned 16 and he was 15 at the time so he's like yeah that's a good idea you know so I'll take Sam with me and so he did that day he was um he spent most of the day at home um he was just getting ready he was still going to some stores finishing up some shopping that he needed to do more things to bring there to the the um, the trip for the people there and so, so we spent most of the day at home. Um, the flight was a late flight. It was out of Atlanta. And so then him and Sam, he picked Sam up from school. I asked him, do you want me to go pick him up so that you have time to do stuff? He's like, no, I want to pick him up. You know, he always liked the rides where he can talk to him, talk to the kids. And so he picked him up. They had to take their COVID test that day still. And, uh, and then he we all went outside. He said bye to the whole family. He prayed with us. Um, you know, he hugged everybody, kissed everybody. He had the goodbye um, and they, they pulled out of the driveway. They said bye, they honked, all of that. And so then um, they came to Atlanta. He texted me, he said, we are here. We're in Atlanta. We're almost um, ready. We're, we're close to the airport. And he basically texted, I love you. And you know, the usual. And so then um, I missed a call from my son. I did not hear my phone ring. And so I didn't know he was trying to reach me. And then I did see my phone ring and it was, um, it was already a person from the shuttle bus. And he was asking me, he said, does your husband have any health uh, issues or health complications? And I was like, no, what's, what's happening? And so I knew, you know, something happened. And so at first we, uh, we, we heard about what happened and we thought he had a stroke. We didn't know because mm. he basically, it was in the shuttle bus that had happened. Um, they had parked their vehicle. They got all their luggage out. They were kind of in a rush. They were rushing to the shuttle bus to get, because Atlanta airport is really big. Mm -hmm. And so the shuttle, it takes you to the airport. And so they got in there with all of their luggage and how it happened. Uh, he had just sat down. And he had picked up his phone and to look at his itinerary, he was looking at the flight. That's what Sam was telling us, our son. And, uh, and then all of a sudden he just dropped the phone and he just fell. Mm -hmm. And so um, they couldn't do anything. Um, 
yeah, when they called us, they basically told us that, you know, we're taking him to the hospital. This is what happened. And they were trying to get information from me about his medical. And so then I talked to Sam and then, uh, so my son, all he said was, he said, mom, just pray, just pray. That's all he said. Mm-hmm. And then they took him there and I called my in-laws. They came over. We all live on the same property. Uh, we're neighbors. We all live really close. Um, and so they came over and, you know, nobody thought anything would, we didn't think it was going to end. Well, we weren't sure, but we were hopeful, but we were scared. You know, we were all praying and um, just, and then finally I, I said, we need to call the hospital because they left a phone number. They said, give us a call. Here's the number. And so I, um, my sister-in-law was like, do you want to call? And I said, no, I don't think I can do it. You call. And um, as she was on the phone, they basically told her he didn't make it. So Mm. he had a heart attack and um, yeah. And so then, um, you know, everybody at church found out right away. We had people come to our house right away. And, um, and then my, one of my teenagers with my father-in-law, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, they basically drove to Atlanta. I stayed back with the kids. Um, They went there together to, to, for this whole thing to get to see him to see to get the luggage to get everything situated um and so initially it was a shock you know I went into a shock um but there were two things that were in my mind just from the very beginning and I kept thinking um I have to be really strong for the kids because it's not just about me you know they lost a father like I have to be strong for them so that was just constantly on my mind I knew that I couldn't really even let myself not hold it together. I just had to be strong for them. And I kept thinking that. Um, And the other thing I kept thinking was, thank God for Jesus and thank God for eternal life because we will see him again. Mm -hmm. And that really gave me strength um, just to know that if it wasn't for the sacrifice, if it wasn't for what Jesus did, we wouldn't have an opportunity to see him again. Right. And so that really gave me strength. And also, I know a lot of people were praying for us. We have a really big community, just really all over, not even just in the U.S., people that are friends from missions. And, you know, they prayed for us. And uh, we definitely felt the prayers. But I think it was a shock. But at the same time, God was giving me strength. And so, you know, I had to tell all the kids, you know, they were one of them was at worship practice that night. You know, he had to come back and I had to tell him. And so all I could say was, we will see him again. Um, We're going to be okay. God is with us. Papa's in heaven. He's in heaven. You know, I just kept repeating that we're going to be okay because I couldn't imagine like how hard it would be for them, you know? And so definitely the Lord gave us strength. Um, Of course, grieving is ongoing. And then, you know, when the shock wears off, you have all these just sad, sad moments. Um, But I am thankful to God that he has, he has sustained us. He really has um, the kids, you know, he has given them so much strength. Um, Really the only way I could explain it, because a lot of people ask me like, how are the kids doing? How are they doing? And I can only say that just God is carrying them. There's no other way to see it. Somehow he's giving them the strength where they have a lot of faith. And I think also just the way that Tim was, his life was so impactful. He was such an example to everyone, uh, to us, you know? And so I feel like his, um, just his faith, his living faith, like his 
testimony, his everything that he was, it really even gave me strength on this side because I feel like either it transferred to me or something, but it gave me the strength because that's who he was. You know, he lived every day like it could be his last. I feel like I was more the naive one, like, well, nothing like this could happen to us, you know, but he was, um, he was very um, optimistic, but he was also a realist. He always called himself that, himself that. <laughs> and so he, he, he always said, we're not promised tomorrow, you know? And so mm-hmm. he lived every day like that, just full, full of life, loving people, um, incredible example. And so for me, that all of that just kind of, that was in front of me. That was really my mm-hmm. path in a sense to, to walk in his steps and just in that example. And I know how he would have handled it. You know, he would have had the faith. He would have uh, trusted God as painful as these things are. That's really all we can do. And that's the example he set for us as well. And I feel like God really gave me that strength just by his life, because his life, it really has impacted all of our lives that people that know him. uh, It was, it was definitely, um, it was hard because there were so many people that were close to him that there were times that I felt like it was me comforting them instead of them comforting me because they were all just in sorrow. You know, it wasn't just our family. He was, he was everywhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, Yeah. So that's, that's kind of in a short story of how, how it happened. Very sudden. What a powerful story. It's amazing because you know, Michelle and I have, you know, mentioned this on air before, but for us, it's just such a different story because it wasn't sudden. It was something that we saw coming, something we knew Mm -hmm. was a possibility for a long time. And I've always wrestled with, um, not that it matters, but, you know, get into these mindsets where you just wonder stuff. I've always wondered like, which would have been harder to, to have pre-grieved and knew that it was coming or for it to be sudden and have my wife be healthy up until that point. And um, it just doesn't matter. They're all difficult, but mm-hmm. it's it's so interesting because I, I felt like even though we have um, very different versions of what happened to our spouse, I felt like um, the Holy Spirit was like speaking to me through you about um, some stuff I'm going through and um, just trusting him. And it was, it was encouraging. And so um, your husband's legacy different, definitely lives on through you. And um, I'm sorry, I'm kind of creeping over here. So I'm on your Facebook. And <laughs> do you have seven boys and one daughter? What? Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't oh realize that. Well, that. Beautiful family, a, by the way. Has a I lot just, of protection um, from her I brothers. was looking on here, so I remembered how to pronounce your name. I always forget that it's going to be on the bottom of the screen. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it's a lot um, of boys. Yes, always, my wow. goodness. He always called her his princess because she was the only one. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm looking at the picture too. Oh, what a beautiful so family. Was it, did you find it? And I'm just curious about this. Did you find it harder to sell, to tell a certain age group of your children versus the other eight or, you know what I mean? To talk about it with the different age groups. Like, do you find it harder with the little ones, harder with the older ones? Is it equally hard? I thought it was harder for the for me to tell the younger ones because I knew that they're so small. You know, the youngest at the time was five. Now he's six. But, you know, they're still in that. They're just small. How did they yeah. process it? You know, uh, 
they have the faith for sure. They're like, we'll see him again. But we had an eight-year-old who for the first two days, his response was so heartbreaking for me to see just his pure pain. Like he mm. just, he cried himself to sleep because he was so close to his dad. And they had a really special bond. He had a, a good relationship, like a really special relationship with all of them. But, you know, there's certain kids, they just have this. Uh, and, he, and he had that with his dad. He just adored his dad. And so for, for him to see him in that sorrow and that um, it, it was difficult, he basically the next day, he, he said, we had to go to church um, in a couple of days. And he said, I'm wearing my dad's clothes. I'm wearing his shoes. I'm going to mm. wear his jacket. I'm going to wear his uh, cap. And I, it, you know, it took a long time to say, you can't wear his shoes to church. You're going to have to wear your shoes, you know? And it was just so difficult because he would like cry himself to sleep. And it wasn't just like a sad cry. It was just that painful cry yeah. because he understood, even though he was eight, he just turned nine actually this week. But so I think with the younger ones, like, how do you tell them that they're, you know, cause the dad to them is everything. He's the playmate. He's the, he's just everything in a sense, you know, they're boys. And so I feel like it was more difficult for me with them because of their age. Mm-hmm a great question um I have a couple of questions so how old was your husband when he passed away yeah so he was only 42 and um he he would have turned 43 this August okay yeah same as Luke he was also 42 and you're Mm -hmm. only at like 10 months is that correct since he Mm -hmm. passed away yeah so how how have the first been for you like first holidays first you know, just all of it. What has that been like for you? Oh, so this is your first Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanksgiving was really hard. I didn't expect it to be uh, that hard, but it was because um, it's that day, you know, when you're just home all day, you, you know, we have family, of course, they were all visiting. And uh, like I said, we live close and we had some out of town that came as well. But uh, usually that day is just spent, you know, on the property, on the land, everybody's having breakfast together and lunch together, dinner together, mm-hmm. we're all just together. And so for me, it was just, you know, it's those days that are that realization of your loneliness, like you don't have your husband. And yet it's such a family day where everything's closed, you're not driving out anywhere, you're at home. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really difficult. It was actually really difficult. I ended up just... <laughs> cutting the day short I just I was like wow this is really really hard mm. yeah yeah it's interesting when you on those certain days it's it's almost like you can't do the things that normally distract you from mm-hmm. what you're feeling and uh wow yeah I'm sorry Michelle I didn't mean to cut you off oh no that was my my question and then I I wondered um what verses and or songs have helped you, you know, through your grief and just through all of this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Philippians 3, 8, I had um, Kay Arthur from Precept Ministry. She called me shortly after um, this happened and she kind of just, you know, just to give me comfort and mm-hmm. to pray with me. And she shared this verse that she said helped her uh, when her husband passed away. Of course, they're elderly. Um, she's, I think, 86 now, oh, wow. uh, still going strong, still doing the ministry of precept. And um, she shared the Philippians 3.8 that says, I count all things lost compared to the surpassing value of knowing Christ. Mm. So when I do think about that verse, um, if you think about all the things that 
could have been that I would have loved to have, you know, just all the things that you plan for, all the things that you, you know, expect to have in this life, growing old and just all the different things. Um, I have to remind myself all of that, that just sounds so amazing. But at the same time, in comparison to knowing Christ, yeah, we can count it all things as, as loss, you know. It's beautiful. So that verse has yeah. helped. Mm-hmm. And my, you know, I, I don't know if I mentioned, but my husband, he was complaining of chest pains um, mm. eight months prior. You know, he, he was having these uh, things, but because he was just so kind of, you know, he was outgoing and healthy and he was such an optimist, always thankful and never really complained. He just mentioned, I have these chest pains. So that's one of the reasons we really didn't pay too much attention to it. We just thought it's going to pass away. We didn't know exactly what it was, but of course, later, that was one of the things that made me feel so much guilt and so much regret and so much sadness that why didn't we do something about it? You know, why didn't we get it checked out? Why didn't we go to the you know, to the walking clinic, like, why didn't we do anything? And so, you know, the verse, of course, that God has our days numbered, I have to mm-hmm. come back to that as well, because, yep. you know, there's so many things that we start to think about and get sad over and regret. But at the same time, he does have our days numbered. Yeah, That's and you can right. play the uh, what if game with yes, yourself all day long all. and drive mm-hmm. yourself crazy with it. Michelle and I have talked about that many yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Um, just in, I don't remember if on the podcast, but I know in personal conversations, we've talked about it where it's like, it's so hard not to just wonder, had I done this? Had I right. done that? What if this? What if that? And you're right. That's And that's the same thing we've come back to is it's like, no, like God already knew that that was my wife's last day, your, both of your husband's mm-hmm. last day. And um, there has to be a certain peace that is found with that. Otherwise you will drive yourself crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, what a um, powerful story. It's so tragic and the loss is like so heavy. And, um, you know, it's one of the things you said was about how God is carrying your children and it's so mm-hmm. obvious. And I really feel that too. And I know Michelle does. Um, mm-hmm. And that is such a consistent theme between our guests is the, the power of the spirit. And it doesn't mean that it's easy for us. And, you know, we can, right. we can all see it in each other's faces that there's, mm-hmm. there's pain. And, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it is true that, you know, I look at my kids and that was the hardest thing I ever had to tell them. Um, was that mommy went to heaven. And I remember that I will never forget that day for the rest of my life. And, um, but I never would have guessed that God would show them the grace that he has. And, you know, for us too, the grace is there for us also. And it's another common thread amongst widows and widowers Mm -hmm. is that are believers that we've heard personally is that, um, you know, that God really is there for us. And even though it still hurts, there's certain insights he'll give us or wisdom. Um, you know, I I've been given this gift of wisdom from God Mm -hmm. that where, you know, I've wondered why my wife was only 34 and, um, same, same as you said, we had a very beautiful marriage and just very deep level of love. And, um, I really struggled with the why, and I felt God, like, give me this peace about it 
because people got saved through watching my wife fight her cancer. And I just felt this, you know, not God talking to me, but just this overwhelming, like feeling that God was telling me that like, I used her to bring people to the kingdom. And that Mm -hmm. is far more important than her life on earth. And Mm -hmm. um, while that doesn't make it any easier for me, it does give you this, this feeling um, of like, for me anyways, it was like, you know, yeah, like it's really, when you think about it on a deep level, it's kind of unimportant what happens here as believers, because this isn't our hope. Our hope is eternity. Mm -hmm. And while it's painful now, when we get there, anything that happened here will feel irrelevant and like just part of God's work. And when we're outside of time, we'll understand it. But, you know, it kind of stinks to be on this side of it and not fully get it. But God gives you this wisdom that um, is Mm kind of hard to understand for a lot of people. No, for sure. Um, I agree with you so much. Um, You know, God really does show his faithfulness the way he does carry people through is really incredible because we read, you know, he's close to the brokenhearted, mm-hmm. but then it, you actually experience yeah. him being close to the brokenhearted. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you said, um, I think about that every day about heaven. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. after this happened, I'm like, we are so much closer to heaven and it's on my mind every single day where before it wasn't, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And so it, it is one of the blessings that I think he does provide for us where we, we really do think about eternity on a different level, which we sure. should all the time, but yeah. it's hard to, it's hard to on a normal basis, you know, it is, we're supposed to live in imminency of Christ's return. And it's, mm-hmm. um, it, yes, I know what you mean. I think about it so much more now where I'm just like, it just feels like the answer to all my problems sometimes mm-hmm. where I'm like, yeah, Lord, like just take us home. Like, I just want to go home, you know, but not really, you know, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it's like, there's a certain excitement that um, is more profound than it was before. And, you know, I've talked with my mother-in-law about this and she, you know, she understands what I'm saying where it's just, I mean, she feels the same way not just understands what I'm saying, but where like, yeah, we, we still want to do life here and stuff, but like the thought of, you know, getting to go home is, very appealing and uh yeah well it's uh it's pretty deep so i'm sorry i didn't i didn't quite catch it i know you said he's in ministry was your husband a pastor yeah so we had two pastors and he was the assistant pastor oh cool wow because we have a multicultural church we actually started out as a russian immigrant church russian ukrainian and so um, he worked with the new generation, the, the younger, the English speakers, uh, and the, our other pastor, he worked more with the Russian speaking. And so my husband's heart was more for the young people, that generation, that they would be the next leaders, they would be equipped, you know, and um, wow, that, that's beautiful. that was his work. Mm-hmm, that was his work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he loved it. Yeah. And he, um, he, he was very... Um, he was, he had a lot of things on his plate. And so when I think back, you know, yes, he was so positive and just so full of life because he just trusted God in everything. He didn't let the worries of this life take his joy. And Mm. that's just how he lived. But, you know, after this happened and I realized he had a heart attack, um, of course, you know, I saw that he really did. He was, um, he had a lot. He was also an owner of a business, um, uh, a, a big construction company, and so with, just with everything that he, he was doing, because he was that go-getter and, you know, he was the visionary, even on our, his last day, 
so interesting. He was always just full of vision and full of ideas. And even on the last day, he had another idea. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, whoa, I've never heard this idea. Uh-huh. And uh, he, he basically said, he said, you know, in a couple of years, when we buy that land behind us, there's some property that we wanted to purchase um, eventually. He said, let's turn our whole property and our house into a teenage foster home. Wow. And, oh, so and he cool. said, you know, we'll have like horses in the front and uh, we'll have our house will be for the boys. And then our parents is right next door. The girls can live there and it'll be just this whole like ministry for them. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. Another idea, you know, mm-hmm. and later I was reading his notes because, you know, we have all his pictures, all his videos, all his notes. He had made notes for the airplane, what he was going to do there. He was going to do a Bible study with Sam. He was going to um, plan this, plan that. And one of the wow. things on his list of what to do, he wrote to dream about the Foster Ranch. Wow. That's beautiful. So like, what a, what a oh. great heart for Christ. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love seeing people that are um, just all about the kingdom and, mm-hmm. and the work for the kingdom. And it's beautiful. And yeah, mm-hmm. it sounds like, sounds like a really um, impactful and loving man. And uh, yeah. Thanks yeah, for sharing really, your story and having no, the courage to beautiful. come on here. It's really cool. And I'm sure hearing your story is going to help many people. And we appreciate it very much. Right. I wanted to ask you, what would be your biggest piece of advice for a new widow or widower? If you just had someone who contacted you, they just lost their husband. I know you're still fairly new too, but just from what you have learned, what would you say to a new widow? Cause I'm sure we have new widows listening. Hmm. Oh, that's hard. I know the thing that has helped me, and I would just say, if you have the opportunity to get into a small group and Mm. uh, to be in Bible study, that really has helped me because we were, you know, in the midst of uh, studying James, a study that my Mm, husband had started. And so we were talking about trials and all of that. And so, you know, that was just being in the word has really, really uh, put the right perspective and also right after that, I had the opportunity to do uh, Daniel, um, the book of Daniel. He talked a lot about how he's sovereign. God is sovereign over all. And that really helped me to just see his sovereignty. And then, you know, we did Philippians, how to have joy in the midst of, you know, all kinds of things and to still have joy. And so I would say, you know, just definitely find a group of people that you together would just get into God's word because that will help you. That will give you that perspective, the eternal perspective. That's, that's awesome. That's great. great advice. That's really great advice. I love that. Thank you. And also, were there any specific songs or things that, you know, helped you musically, you know, get through this? Yeah, well, um, I right away went on my husband's playlist um, mm. because I didn't really have my own playlist. I didn't, you know, wasn't too much into a specific song at the time, but um when it happened, I just started to con- continually listen to his songs. And mm-hmm. I saw, you know, I-, I heard his songs, but I never really like paid too much attention. So after that, of course, I'm paying attention to every word, you oh, know, yeah. and it was just so encouraging to see that all his songs, they were really just about Christ and they were just about um, proclaiming Christ and just the gospel, really. And so I would listen to Christ is risen all the time. Uh, God of the city. <laughs> Uh, lead me to the cross um, there's another really cool one it was a communion song remembrance oh that song is powerful I really loved it mm. um, and then later I did come across scars in heaven oh um, I love that one yeah and I never heard it before until this 
happened, I was like, wow, what a powerful song because everything I could really resonate to it. It was just really, really powerful. And there's a, there's a sentence in that song. It says, uh, you live on and on in the better parts of me. And I heard that and I was like, that is so true. Like, that's how I feel. I feel like all these examples he loved, I feel like they're in me. You know, I just want to mm -hmm. be so much more just basically continuing his legacy and just to follow in those footsteps because he really left an impact on me and so many others. And so, yeah, it's a really good song. Wow. That's beautiful. Just, I love that. Cause that's how it is after they pass away. We want to hold on to like anything that they had touched or wrote or, you know, yes. whatever. And so to have his playlist, I think that's mm -hmm. beautiful. And I'm going to put links to these songs so our listeners can listen. Mm -hmm. So his playlist will live on with other people, you know? So I think that's amazing. The biggest thing mm -hmm. that I, I feel like your husband's life well, was about Christ. And then I feel like he never wasted a moment, like just from mm -hmm. what you were saying, he had plans for on the plane and plans for this yes. and like, that is really impactful to me because how many times do I like have, you know, some sort of like idleness, I'm not moving forward or I'm, I don't feel like doing this or whatever. So that really impacts me to really get back on, like, this is what I'm doing and like not wasting a moment, not wasting a moment with my kids or, you know, just really making the most of our lives because they are short and like, I want to make the biggest impact. So his life is uh, just like Mark said, it's making an impact on him. It's also making an impact on me as I listen to you share about him. And I know so many other listeners in all over the world are going to be impacted by his story. And so God is continuing to use this take you know, make beauty from ashes and continuing to use his story by you being willing to be here. And I just wanted to say, you're amazing. Eight kids, you're taking care of them by yourself. Do you ever get any time to yourself? Like, do you ever get to like, get away for a moment and breathe or do something for you? That's one of my big things I always talk about, like do something for you. Do you get to do that? You know, I do. I really Good. do. I have some amazing <laughs> teenagers. They are just, um, I mean, wow you know, I never kind of saw these qualities until this happened in this level, because they had to grow up even more. Right. So um, they had to step in. And so now I see it on a whole different level. And I'm like, wow, Tim would be so proud. He would be, and mm -hmm. he always told him, I am just so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, he would just be extremely proud. They are really helpful. They are amazing. They're always like, mama, anything you want to do, if you want to go, you need time. Like we'll oh. watch the kids. We'll put them to bed. Like it's oh not, my goodness. it's not easy for them because the kids are rowdy. They're young, yeah. you know, but they'll do it. They just, they're like, we just want you to be happy. That's all. Oh, I love I moved, that. If I moved to Tennessee, I'm hiring your kids. That sounds yeah. amazing. <laughs> Good babysitters. I actually oh. had to cut my own hair because I can't find anybody to watch my kids. <laughs> Oh, I don't know why I just, it doesn't look that bad though, right? No, it looks good. It looks good. You did a good job. A lot of time. Well, for yeah. sure. When you have little ones, I think it's a whole different story. I was actually just thinking like, thank God our youngest was five and not two. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Because <laughs> it is I, challenging. I know. I've thought that same thing. Challenging. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, no matter how you look at it though, there's, there's it's, something, you know, there's, you can say at least this or unfortunately yeah. that, um, yeah, it's you know, hard. it's like, I, I feel like it's unfortunate that my son, um, who's five, uh, was four when she passed, but he doesn't have any real memories of her. Mm -hmm. Some people say that's a good thing. I don't think it is. Like, I think it's cool yeah. that my daughter has a lot of memories of her. For and, sure. Um, but you know, there's always like a give and take, no matter how you look at mm -hmm. it. Some people have older kids and some people have younger mm -hmm. kids and, some people like you have all the range of yeah. ages. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's been just... good because it's kept me busy. Um, I sure. feel like if you know, I, I realize more so like because at first I just couldn't be at home. I just mm. couldn't do it. I was mm-hmm. so sad to be at home because that's yeah. where he wasn't there. And so I had to really preoccupy myself and just kind of get out. And I realized just being busy with them has been a blessing and kept me, you know, kept me busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What sort of things did you do to preoccupy yourself? Like going to church and stuff like that? Or would you just go drive around or go hiking? No, no. Or... Yeah, we do a lot of, um, we do a lot of church ministry. So we're pretty busy with church things. Um, like we're about to start a, uh, we, we have a, a, a precept does a school for teenagers, a Bible school, and it's wow. twice a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're about to start session six right after Christmas break, right after Christmas ends, actually the 27th, that Monday. And so I will be one of the people leading it. So for two weeks, I'll be busy with that. So there are things like small groups, kids activities, you know, they all have stuff that they, they go to and do. But also I go to the business that my husband had and I, I just spend time here as well. Mm. Oh, okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. I appreciate you sharing because we always like to, um, try, in addition to hearing your story, we also want to try to help other people too, obviously. And so anybody who's listening who might be at that beginning state, because even yeah. though um, you're a little further back than Michelle and I, you're still a lot further out than most people I'd say that we run into. Cause usually people are looking for that. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I need something. Those yeah. are usually the people we find that listen to us as they're pretty, um, new and they're, they're lost. And so they might be at that stage of just like, Oh my gosh, I don't even know what to do with my time. Cause I remember that. I remember that was like the hardest part is I didn't want to go do anything. I also didn't know what to go do. I mean, a lot of it had to do with COVID. But, um, you know, it was, it made it like extra challenging. And so having some ideas, that's, that's good. And I think that's a great, great answer is go get involved with your church, go be around Mm -hmm. people that are going to fill your spirit and pray with you. And, um, cause it's easy. We, we all kind of get in this, um, this place where you can kind of go down any path. And when you're experiencing that, that void and that darkness and, um, yeah. what a beautiful path you chose. So thanks for, uh, thanks for sharing that with us. Did you have any other questions, Michelle? I hope I didn't cut you off again. No, I, I think that's, that's all the questions I had. Um, you did a great job sharing your story and just being open. And I know this is going to help and inspire so many widows and widowers, or even just people going through grief. I don't mean just going through grief, anyone going through grief. It's hard, but I'm saying, I, you know, I know people outside of widows and widowers also listen to this and, um, the story, you know, you shared of Tim is going to continue to help other people. So thank you so, so, so much for being willing mm-hmm. to do this, taking time away from your family to get in the quiet and have a space to do this. We really, really appreciate it so very much. Indeed. And our uh, Russian listeners will probably feel a special connection with you because I'm pretty sure I was looking it up right now. I'm pretty sure Russia is one of the countries where I know we just got um, somebody from mm-hmm. Romania was listening to it. Yeah. Russia. Okay. Oh, wow. How um, many, how many countries now? 36? 30, I think it was 36 after Romania, 36. something like that. Yeah. Wow. Um, That's really neat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I just, I like, and I was really encouraged uh, by you guys starting this ministry. I, like you said, you know, usually you're just kind of searching for something to be encouraged by. And when I saw, you know, that you guys have this Christian podcast on this topic, I just thought that was so amazing that you're actually using that for God and just bring people through through these podcasts really neat thank you that means a lot it does (laughs) yeah it's it's encouraging to um 
hear people say things like that because you know Michelle and I kind of we've been through seasons before where we're um you know it, it we don't know what to talk about or you know Is whatever this making a difference or we're busy or you know we're both really <laughs> yeah. busy in our private lives or whatever and, yeah. um so that's encouraging thank you because it it it's all it, it feels like you're getting paid when people are telling you that it's helping them. Yes, um, exactly. And, or it just like, you're not talking, you know, not like it's just Michelle and I talking to over each and other, over. The, <laughs> hearing people say that they're listening to us. Is I know it's, so, it does you. mean a lot. Thank you. Yes. Well, Mark, do you want to go ahead and close us out in prayer? Sure. All right. Lord, I thank you so much for this time and this ministry that you've blessed us with. And we pray that you would continue to help us do your work with it. We thank you for the bravery of Olga here to share such a powerful story. And we thank you for the life of her husband mm -hmm. um, and the impact that it's had on so many. We pray that you would cover her and her children and her whole family um, as they're still grieving such a tremendous loss. Um, and I just pray that you would bless them tremendously with grace and love and compassion um, and that you would continue to carry her children and herself. And we give you all the praise for that. And um, we feel it and we recognize it and thank you. Um, and I just pray for anybody who's new um, in this battle or anybody just out there listening who's having a hard time with Christmas um, coming up. And um, it's mm -hmm. just such a difficult time of year to remember that you're alone. And um, so we pray that you would fill people's hearts with peace and comfort and the joy of our salvation, the joy of baby Jesus in that manger. And um yeah, we just thank you for this time and we pray that everybody is blessed this Christmas season. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in this week. We really appreciate it. If you would like to be a guest, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at widowedtosoonm at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at widowedtosoon underscore all the places. And we would love to hear from you or you want prayer for something this holiday season or whatever. We're here to listen to you. Um, so please don't hesitate to do that. So we will be back again next week and we wish you a Merry Christmas. Are you going to start singing it? I know if I just say, wish you a Merry Christmas, you're going to sing it. I was so it? close, but you no, close. I'm good. I'm good. Wish you a Merry Christmas <laughs> and a Happy New Year. We'll, we'll be back before New Year. But um, anyways, Olga, thank you so, so, so much for doing this and being here today. And um, just thank you again. We really it's appreciate it. It's been a it. pleasure. Yes, yeah, thank you. Definitely. Thank you. All right. Well, we will talk to you again, again. Oh, you know what I forgot to say? I almost, no. you know what I forgot to say. If oh, yeah. you like this episode, I almost <laughs> forgot. If you like this episode, give us a little five, little bing, five stars. I'm out of practice today. Yes, you <laughs> on are. On Apple Podcasts, if you want to give us a little, if you want to rate this and review it, that helps get the word out to more listeners and, you know, share it with people. We love getting this out to help more people and to spread the word um, just about what's going on here and how that people can get support. So, all right. I think that's it. Yeah. So, so uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. God bless. Thank you.